0: is the idea of the celebrity stardom, the Hollywood elite that we love so much, are we over it? Are they just becoming obsolete? Are they just becoming as irrelevant as my, my natural hair color that Evan, my guest, pointed out before this? Yes, <laughs> no, I know. Literally, I look like a boy. This is a question that Evan, my lovely guest here, pros on my Instagram, but Evan, you're a fellow entertainment reporter. Are you looking to yeah, get canceled today? Are you ready to get canceled on the show? Today? <laughs> you can't say that celebrities are becoming irrelevant.
1: The funniest thing I've heard over the past year, you can't cancel black Twitter, you can't cancel black culture because they've been excluded for so long. I feel personally I can't be canceled uh-huh. because I've been rejected I've been rejected by almost every huge institution from the Grammys to something smaller.
0: (laughs) I love that you own that. I've had a guest on Joy Villa and Mm -hmm. she's a black performer. And she said the same kind of thing. Like she was talking about Ava DuVernay and she was like, you know, she sort of has that protection, that veil, like, you know, Mm -hmm. as a black woman in entertainment, you're uncancelable. So, hey, you own it. You're like, yeah. bitch. that should be <laughs> the name of your show because you're truly, you can't be canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Just to introduce you guys. So Evan Jackson here, he is the bow tie bandit. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> he is the pop culture professor. He is the CEO of <laughs> yeah. the site young bold and regal and first of all so your site evan highlights black women women of color and entertainment but Mm -hmm. isn't that mansplaining you can't do that you're a mansplainer (laughs) because you're black does that prevent you from being a mansplainer as well
1: i wanted to feature a niche that people haven't quite seen meaning like up and coming women of color, black women in entertainment. I'd be interviewing people who were big three or four years down the line, but they weren't as big when I interviewed them. So I interviewed uh, Tiffany Haddish three or four months before she did a girl's trip. I interviewed Sweetie like she just dropped so icy, but she hadn't got with Quavo yet. She wasn't a big star, she is now. And then oftentimes I would ask myself, I'm a man, trying to give you a slant or a viewpoint of this woman of color but i don't have anybody on my staff who is a woman so i kind of took a step back and i would hire um black women women of color
0: but i want to drill in on that with you i mean can a black man be a mansplainer do you know what mansplaining is
1: no explain it to me (laughs) okay
0: I'm gonna splain mansplaining. Any white yeah. man is described as a mansplainer anytime they explain something, period. It's mm-hmm. like he's mansplaining something to me and thinking okay, that I'm yeah. so stupid that I can't, you know, yeah. <laughs> I don't know this for myself.
1: I don't, I don't think I'm immune. I feel like not necessarily protected, but like I pride myself on educating myself. I'm, I'm definitely um, ignorant as far as not knowing things on so many levels. You know what the interesting part is? If you look on the Young, Bold, and Regal uh, Instagram, people don't know who's running it. They don't know if a man is running it. They might think a woman is running it. When I respond to DMs, I don't say I, I say we. It's an idea. And I feel like the greatest creations in the world for people of marginalized groups weren't necessarily created by that person from that marginalized group. You see Stan Lee creating Black Panther. Black Panther is a beautiful, fictionalized comic book that is living in lore from now on, and Black people own it (laughs) culturally, but Stan Lee created it. Are we going to get mad at Stan Lee?
0: Evan, the mob is shaking right now. They're shaking in their little booth. You might get some heat for that from yeah. the mob.
1: <laughs> and I've, I've, I've gotten heat from, from all sides. Michael B. Jordan uh, recently, earlier this year, was at a rally. He gave a, a really great speech about inclusion, letting more Black folk, letting more people of color within the Hollywood realm. I posted it uh, on my YouTube, a little clip, and I then thought. like... every. Every morning, I'd get, like, a racist person, like, saying some crazy stuff. Like, oh, he needs to be quiet and make movies. Oh, he's saying this or that. And the interesting thing is you'll, you'll never see that on YouTube because what YouTube does now, it censors it, which is, which is in part good in, in a way because you don't want crazy stuff on your YouTube. But I'm like, no, I want people to see this because I have to have the most comments on that one post. And people write me as if I'm Michael B. Jordan, as if I'm his representative. And it's like, it's a YouTube page, people. (laughs) Like, calm down.
0: The other thing is too, how you're like, I don't want them to censor it. I mean, this is a whole other beast in and of itself, but it's something that everyone is, it's a huge story impacting our field is big tech and their control and their censorship. And people argue, you know, this needs to go away. That needs to go away. And you know, I'm just gonna go out and say it. I feel like we need to see all viewpoints because we Mm -hmm. need to know that they're out there. So even if they're heinous and disgusting to you, do you want them to just go away and in your head, not know that they really exist somewhere quietly whispering this? Or would you rather see them and go, wow, people actually think this.
1: And that's ironic because that's how the internet, that's how the internet started, right? If you look back, you could find uncensored stuff Free roaming on YouTube, but YouTube now isn 't like it was like fourteen years ago. Everything is commercial, commercial, family friendly or censored, right? I like having conversations like this because sometimes conversation like this doesn't get the views.
0: I want you guys listening to take a beat and think about what Evan just said, what i 'm gathering from what you just said, bow tie bandit, which where's the bow tie though? <laughs> I feel like I just got gypped. <laughs> is you're essentially saying with the Michael B. Jordan example, people would write racist comments on there and you're saying, well, let's see them. Let's see mm-hmm. them. They're disgusting, but let's see that they're out there.
1: Yeah. And, and what's scary about it is the anonymity of it as well. And I feel like there's a, there's a fine line between free speech and hate speech. Mm-hmm. And right. Okay. Right. Yes. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll hear your, I'll hear your hate speech. But please, please allow us as the collective people to be, to say, that's disgusting. You have no place in our community. We're going to exit you out of here. But now you but you can't do, you can't do that now. There's a desperation from commenters, from, from entertainers talking about the death, the death of celebrity stardom. There's a desperation of people in general for news, and it's strange because we're, it used to be a separation of the two. Entertainment was this kind of, like, fun type of thing. You could escape and watch, like, watch movies and eat popcorn Tune That's mm-hmm. interesting. But now it's all, like, melding together.
0: No, now it's Mark Zuckerberg's wet dream. And how you just described it, I just feel like <laughs> it's, the, it's the end of the episode. So bye. Like, that was perfect. See you all later. Um, right, bye, I want to go down so many avenues right now. But one is... You know someone listening might say it's contradictory because these people are entertainment reporters and they're talking about is the celebrity obsolete and then you have evan over here whose own site is you know showcasing the celebrity and their you know your content is very much about how you described a yeah. certain you know a creator or an actress's or an entrepreneur's journey and making mm-hmm. it and that sort of thing and I think it's sort of contradictory because right now people are like well what do we care so where is your I'm sure you're on a seesaw about that right
1: yeah because I had to have I guess a conversation with myself if I get caught up in getting photos of a quote-unquote Rihanna or Leo DiCaprio or Denzel what, what if I don't get that for an entire year what if I don't get that for five years then what does that make what does that make my content So my content can't be surrounded by that. It has to be surrounded by something more. And entertainment does, it does sound contradictory and and oxymoron, but the entertainment factor doesn't always have to center around the biggest stars in in the universe. But
0: with people feeling less connected to stars and actors do you worry on some level like do people care do people care right now or do they have bigger issues you know
1: yeah and and what i do is that's why i posted the the michael b jordan clip because from his perspective a lot of people might think you're good you're a-list why are you why are you, are you even addressing it but right. he takes on that unfair responsibility of being a black man in hollywood you know not like like to comparatively, even though I love Leo DiCaprio, Leo DiCaprio is out here like saving tigers in the UN. He's not being asked by the totality of the white male population to address something immediately. If you're going to call yourself a celebrity or you really achieve, achieve that or want that, you're gonna have to take up on some of those. Societal pressures as well, fairly or unfairly.
0: You're saying that it needs to be deeper. Like the fluff, like to you. So, you know, obviously with my site, talk to me, and now with this podcast, cancel me, baby. I just went totally rogue with celebrity coverage, like really (laughs) calling it out. Even with my site, talk to me, like I was bored of the fluff and, you know, oh, your latest project. I really like went there. So, to you, what is fluff and what is deeper? right now at this moment in time, when people are like, what is even a celebrity? Like, who cares?
1: For entertainment reporters, like, we're lucky. We're not, we're not political journalists. We're not put in a certain box. Entertainment is, is the most like, vague word of uh, almost of all time. But aren't we
0: political now? Everything is political.
1: Everything is political, (laughs) which can be really annoying. And I told people, you know, What if Joe Biden wins and fast forward a year from now, what does that look like politically when entertainment people, when other people speak, does it change? Does people's perspective change? Is it like, maybe it's not as what it seems, or maybe it's not as bad as as it seems. What if Trump wins? If Trump wins a year from now, is it even worse? You and I talked about this. What's going to happen with that? I don't feel like politics should be taken out of the equation when it comes to entertainment or whatever else, because everybody's life is political. You walking down the street, you seeing something you don't like on your street, that's political because you have to vote for that, right? But to make that point, I, 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 I do love old school entertainment when you could just put on a movie and you could just enjoy it, like Will Ferrell's like Eurovisions, really stupid mu- movie, but really, really funny.
0: Even satire. Is satire canceled because people take it literally? Just asking for a friend. Like, let me know. But I think that's (laughs) why people, to your point, I think, and that goes back into the overall question of this episode, is I think people are like, why is a famous Hollywood elitist celebrity millionaire telling me what to do politically? So Mm -hmm. where's the line of them? That's why I think people are tuning them out, where they're becoming irrelevant, because it's like, bitch, who are you to tell me?
1: Mm -hmm. And I I think that's a point where whatever group that person wants to represent or wants to dive into that conversation, I feel like they got to do one of two or three things where they need to shut the hell up and, and listen and sit there and use that influence and use that power. But when it's time to speak. All right, let's really dive into why they're speaking, where a lot of people online are saying, why isn't people doing so-and-so? Why aren't they doing this? Why aren't they doing that? Because people lead differently. People might say, hey, I don't feel like being the political eye, but I'm going to donate my money. And then you have to chase the paper trail on that. What are they actually donating to? What have they done in the in their career? to help out the Black community, the Latina community, their own community as actors, being a part of, like, SAG-AFTRA and other things. What have they done? And then, honestly, speak up and, and say stuff like, we don't want to hear from you. That's, that's why Twitter, Twitter is amazing, but it's also, like, the breeding ground for a lot of these, like, weird stories and conspiracies.
0: Um, I'm sorry. Justice for Chris Pratt. I mean, are you serious? You, come on. We cannot Man. talk about it because it's it's blowing <laughs> up my thing right now. Here's the thing, which is yet another reason I think that people are feeling a disconnect some, from celebrities is because they are so controlled. Mm-hmm. I would love nothing more. I would probably give my pinky toe to be a fly on the wall listening to Chris Pratt's publicist advise <laughs> him in this moment in time. To fill you in, for those of you listening, Chris Pratt is... Essentially, Twitter and the internet is trying to cancel this man because the Avengers casted a fundraiser with Kamala Harris for the Biden campaign, Robert Downey, uh, Mark Ruffalo, Scar Joe, a ton of them, and Chris Pratt, Mm -hmm. for unknown reasons, didn't join. So Twitter basically came out of the woodwork, labeling him a white supremacist, a Trump lover, an Mm LGBTQ hater, um, what have you, probably like a dog hater, a kitten hater, you name it. So the whole thing is so absurd. And now the Avengers cat I actually was wondering, is anyone having his back and coming out to support this man? Oh, they did.
1: And now those people
0: are getting criticized. Uh, Yeah, exactly. They didn't have women, you know, Brie Larson's back. Yeah,
1: Brie Larson and Zenae's back as well.
0: Right, and, and it's like, is Twitter going to keep going and cancel anyone and everyone until the only person left is the ghost of Harvey Weinstein? Like, I'm sorry, how are they going to keep canceling everybody? Twitter
1: is a never-ending process where there's, there's no compromise. Out of all people in the world, he's probably top 10 people who don't need to be uh, like defended. Like, <laughs> like we, we don't need to cape for that as a society. What, the, what Twitter did was strange and weird but it's funny. It's it's funny to me. It's funny, and it's probably funny to him. He has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. He has a beautiful wife. He has beautiful kids. His father-in-law is Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) He is the
0: nicest. I can say this because I've met him multiple times. He is the Mm -hmm. nicest celebrity on the planet, and you guys know for me, like, it takes a lunar eclipse once in a meteor shower for me to defend a celebrity. Like, he is the yeah. nicest man, and because he goes to church, he's suddenly a white supremacist woman hating Nazi. I mean, are, it's almost to the point now where it's kind of what you said, it's like comical at this point. Where yeah, it's like, it, are you guys really? And he's,
1: and he's super nice. He's never said, to my knowledge, anything really controversial.
0: I want to ask you this because your whole site, Young, Bold, and Regal, is about def- not defending, but you know, raising up women. Mm-hmm. Um, in the entertainment industry and the yeah. opposing view and i had someone write to me on instagram about this who actually is a fellow entertainment reporter you know kind of defending the the mob twitter going after chris pratt saying you mm-hmm. know well these robert downey defending chris pratt well this sort of camaraderie woo woo, wasn't there when brie larson was getting attacked or zoe Zaldana. so be consistent mm-hmm. so, as someone who you know, you're all about raising up women. I mean, what are your thoughts on the op- on that on the opposing side?
1: I, I feel I feel like I feel like it's very inconsistent. Not to defend Rob John Jr. or Jeremy Renner, but maybe they don't feel like it's their place to speak up about that. Maybe that's not a good PR move. But getting back to your idea, which is actual fact that a lot of these celebrities are getting controlled.
0: So you're saying both can be true. Cause that again yeah. seems a little contradictory. Going after Chris Pratt is crazy, but also it's understandable that his co-star is defending him, is getting hate too. Like, can they both be true at the same time?
1: I feel like they can be true at the same time because that's what life. That's that's what life is. You know, that's what Socrates says that. You know, the elevation of a, of a gray mind, I'm paraphrasing, is entertaining two opposite ideas at the same time and not believing in believing in them either way.
0: Gray area doesn't exist in 2020. Didn't know if you oh, are yeah. so sorry, you're <laughs> void, Evan. Yeah.
1: yeah, I feel like people don't understand. And I think that's why people are so political, because they feel that politics is their way or the highway sometimes, when it's a huge ass compromise. You know I, mean, what I mean,
0: listen, him not even, you know, someone else wrote to me on Instagram with a good point. They were like, he never even said who he supported. He merely yeah. didn't show up for something and that in itself warrants. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: so do you think that his supporters, his co-stars coming out to support him was okay?
1: Personally, I think it's okay because it's like, it's the brand. It's the Avengers Assemble, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have women going, well, why didn't they do it for Brie and Zoe?
1: It's perspective, meaning that if you feel like somebody goes really hard for you and they don't go hard for somebody else, they're like, yeah, they're on my team. When it it could have been circumstance. And for this, for the mob Twitter, it was clearly them trying to be like, aha, Chris Pratt is MAGA, like, (laughs) kind of like on the playground again, right?
0: I'm actually glad that his co-stars... Um, defended him because Uh when they didn't it took a minute for them to and when they didn't I was like damn this is an exact you know example of them being controlled by their PR because them so much as defending their friends and their co-star who is the sweetest fucking man on earth could warrant (laughs) that being political or them doing something wrong which ultimately is what ended up happening him
1: being nice factors into it as well him being ni- a genuinely nice person and a pretty cool career, that factors in a well- as well. Think about it on the flip side. Think about Johnny Depp.
0: I just want to cheers to you with my basic ass white girl pumpkin spice coffee about the <laughs> point you made about bringing it not to, I hate to be Mr. Rogers here, but to bring it back to the humanity. Everything's yeah. become so labeled this, labeled that, white supremacist, this, that. What happened to just being a good fucking person? Mm-hmm. Why can't that speak for itself and be enough, to your point?
1: Yeah. What, what are you referring to when it comes to Zoe Saldana?
0: I actually just saw it on Twitter.
1: Oh, so okay. Yeah, like, there, there's yeah. my source for that. Yeah. Well, well, for Zoe Saldana, uh, she did the Nina Simone movie. Nina Simone, one of the greatest poets, artists of all time. She's dark complexioned. And a lot of people felt that a dark complexioned uh, Black woman should play Nina I Simone. See. So okay. when Zoe Saldana got cast as Nina Simone, she had put on makeup to make her complexion darker. And a lot of people were like, hold up, this isn't right. This, this shouldn't be the case. Put it on steroids and then add a lot of hate to it. And that's the Twitter mobs version of it. What
0: was your take on that whole thing? Because I know someone listening might be like, "Yet one other thing that, you know, an actor can't do right and gets blasted.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like her intentions were well. But she could have played that role without that makeup because plenty of times you would see other biopics where the actor doesn't look exactly like them or they don't have the same hue. I don't feel like another actor should have like should have automatically get put in there because it's Nina Simone. I feel like the casting directors Didn't really hit it on its head. I'm like, you got Viola Davis, you got Tika Sumter, you got Gabriella Union, you have so many beautiful, my friend Savannah Williams. That's the frustration that some people feel of like, why, why can't it just be true to life? Why does it have to be all these other factors of Hollywood?
0: You know what? I'm going to be honest with you, and this might warrant me getting some hate, but hey, the show is called Cancel Me, so
1: have yeah. at it. <laughs> I feel do. like
0: that's a thing with Beyonce, because Beyonce is a lighter-skinned Black woman. We don't really see, I mean, honestly, like what you're saying, that really darker complexion, the violas, yeah. the, you know what I mean? Do we really have that woman truly represented at the superstar level of Beyonce's, of the Oprah's. And I, I feel exactly. like we
1: don't. And, 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 and you don't. That's why you, in, in, in Beyonce's music video, Brown Skin Girl, she has obviously her, her best friend, we all know and love, Kelly Rowland. That's why she has Naomi Campbell. That's why she has Lupita And She says in the music video, Brown Skin Girl, and she refers to Dark Skin Girls. And she's, she knows she can't make a song like that and the visual not have that.
0: All right. The Oscars inclusion story. So mm-hmm. I was on Fox News talking about this. What was your yeah. take? Is it too much? Is it Was it too many rules? Was it too PC?
1: I was, I, w- I was somewhat conflicted because on one side, I do think it's great because, you know, the Oscars is a huge, like, fraternity. You, you can't tell me Malcolm X wasn't the best picture that year. You can't tell me... Spike Lee didn't deserve more recognition for that. So I feel like Oscars are trying to do a makeup, which I don't necessarily like. That's the other flip side of it. Where it's, I always say that Hollywood isn't a meritocracy at all, (laughs) but I like to have merit in what I do. If If I'm getting into something, I want to get in because my work is good, not just because I'm Black. But I don't want to not not get that interview because I am Black.
0: I mean, I relate as a woman. I don't want anything. And I told that to Fox News, too. I don't want anything handed to me because I'm a woman. Mm -hmm. I want to earn it, number one. Number two, I sound like Joe Biden. Number one. Number two. (laughs) (laughs) I'm watching way too much news. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you saying I don't want to get the interview because I'm black but I don't not want to get it because I'm black it kind of reminds me of the minority uh what is it that they do in colleges that they have a they have to have a, certain yeah, like amount. a like a
1: like a quota I think a
0: quota yes yeah it reminds me of that sort of thing right where it's like I don't want to get into this college just because I'm black or just because I'm Latina but hey if there's a you know if it if it means that more of us are getting in hell yes right the same thing goes I feel like for what red carpet lines ended up looking like at the end right you would see and again this is not pc but i'm gonna say it you would see like the entertainment tonight's the e's all the white outlets and then you would see outlets like you yeah young go
1: all the way down the line exactly
0: exactly you would see the (laughs) latina the telemundos you know sites like you and then they Mm -hmm. would be trickled in the end and i'm not gonna lie to you i would think to myself oh, uh, did the publicist just put these outlets here because they have to? Because it's no, a good look it, it, for them.
1: It, and the thing is, if you're Entertainment Tonight, right, why, what's the point of helping out young, bold, regal get a better spot? There, there's no point. But now that the E! News is canceled, now that I look at, like, Extra and all the other entertainment reporters and you're, you and I are getting more views than them per video because we're reaching more to the people via Instagram, via streaming is changing.
0: Well, this is where it's hypocritical because I wrote a piece for Huffington Post. It's the same idea. I wrote a piece for Huff Post a few years ago when the whole Me Too black dresses and I called E hypocritical because I was like, how on God's green earth are you going to have your... Be like me too, woohoo, all in black. And then have Ryan Seacrest, who's in the hot spot right now for an alleged Me Too thing, whether he did it or not, mm-hmm. be your face, the face of your network. And then yeah. you're not going to ask anyone about it. It's like that's hypocritical. And that goes to your point, which is, you know, the entertainment tonight's and all this. If they're going to preach all day about diversity, well, why wouldn't they give up their spot for yours? Because people don't really, when it comes down to it, they don't walk the walk. They'll do it on the surface until yeah. they're blue in the face.
1: And, and, and that's the experience that I've had and other people have had.
0: On the flip side of that, because there's, of course, there's gray and there's two sides to every story, which also fake news forgets to, to remember recall, is that, you know, <laughs> I, I, which, is to, which is, you know, to their credit, it stung a little. It stung a little on the carpet, but I would see black actresses a lot of the time skip over everybody and then go straight mm-hmm. to the black, Outlets, which I get it. You know, like I said, it it hurt. It hurt. I want a Gabrielle Union (laughs) clip.
1: So so so, so now you know how it feels. (laughs) Because I've been and I've had these conversations with award shows, and I say you guys aren't doing your due diligence, and I I I and I get in there, and you can call it a quota, you can call it whatever you want, but I'm 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 in there like swimwear, just like everybody else.
0: I don't know though that people would I mean especially in Hollywood because they're so scared I don't know that people would avoid you because you're black if anything I I think it would be the opposite like we said before with them purposefully you know giving you their attention
1: but I feel like it's a combination though meaning that I'm super super like independent like I'm Ant-Man size, like, but you combine that with the fact that these Black outlets get put at the end, right? and I get, like, the very last slot. Why isn't a Gucci man stopping to interview with them, but he just interviewed with Entertainment Tonight, right? Sometimes these publicists don't think these Black journalists or Black publications can give their artist or their actor the buzz they need,
0: inclusion and diversity is such a buzzy thing in hollywood right now i mean look at the oscars and the new oscars rules for best picture which Uh we're talking about so you would think that you know what you just said you know we they don't think that our outlets could give them the buzz well if that is all the buzz right now wouldn't they think that you guys are the ones like that's where it doesn't add up like you guys listening this is where hollywood doesn't Uh add up and adhere to its own rules
1: yeah hollywood is taking a backseat to everything else hollywood thinks it's the biggest star in the universe a lot of the time right
0: <laughs> what do you think i mean to get back to celebrities and being controlled and you know saying and doing the right thing i mean with this whole oscars thing you know Kiersey Alley had tweeted saying that it was outrageous. I'm sure you saw that it's (laughs) stifling, you know, it's stifling for artistic expression and, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't start telling people like, since when does art, you know, would you tell Van Gogh or Picasso? Well, your flowers have to look like this. It has to be like this. So that's why I was conflicted by the whole thing as well, because of course I want to see every color, every shape, every size on screen. But then I saw someone also argue, well, are you now just going to see, it's like the college admissions. Are you just going to see art that, that has it because it has to be in there. Are you going to see this Uh Asian woman standing in the corner with a meaningless role, but she's there. Like, is that hurting or helping? So what I said actually to Fox news and they didn't include this Hmm. is they said that I told them, you know, I've had so many countless, um, you know, on my site in interview videos and off the record, you know, interactions with celebrities from every walk of life black white you name it saying you know the cancel culture and the whole pc it's gone too far it's inhibiting Mm -hmm. art and the correspondent challenged me and he said and of course none of this was included in the segment but he challenged me and he said really black entertainers say that i have a hard time believing that they would say that Mm -hmm. so what is your take i mean has the pc culture gone too
1: far and I'm conflicted too because Chrissy Alley in those I forgot. Guess Who's was talking with John Travolta? I love that movie. Now you're forcing me to like not watch that as much every now and then. But um, <laughs> but not necessarily to her point. But a lot of people are asking about these inclusionary r- r- rules. Is it just? Is it just on the surface? Do I just put all these elements right. that you say in there in this, and boom, I have my movie, right? But the cream will always rise to the top. Like, we know which movies were the greatest movies of the year, and we look at the best picture and we're like, that's not it. And and sometimes art gets so rigid that it gets put in a box. We're like, that's a beautiful film, but that was boring as hell. I feel like there's a frustration when it comes to Black and brown folk of why aren't you looking at our art and critiquing it the same way you look at this other type of art. At the same time, I don't want it to be the driving force for the Oscar committee to be like, it has all of these setting points. Setting the criteria. This in there, even though it's not a movie that's been well-received. I want it to be well-rounded.
0: When this news came out, why didn't it more celebrities talk about it? Whether being a Kirstie Alley and saying this is going too far or supporting it. Do you think it's be like part of me thinks it's because they agree and that it's gone... That, you know it, that it's gone too it,
1: far. It, it, it's it's money because, respectfully, if you're Brad Pitt, if you're if you're all these other people who are A-list actors and actresses who are white, you're you're not going to see the same roles you've gotten three or four years ago, maybe even ten years ago, right? If you look at The Irishman, I love the movie The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. You got zero love. You know why? People don't want to see those types of movies anymore with an all white cast with one female speaking role or two or three, right?
0: But with that said, and I'm just challenging you because I know you love old fashioned movies. I mean, I know that mm-hmm. people are thinking, I mean, I think it. I watch so many classics that I think to myself, this would in the PC culture, this would never be made today. Look yeah. at American Pie. American Pie yeah. is a fucking classic. But <laughs> you, you, you and I both know that movie would never be made today. No. A, because of the all white cast and B, because of the themes of getting, the, getting them to, s- to sleep with girls and the misogyny and this and that. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked um, Rachel Lee Cook yeah. about this very thing. I said to her before COVID canceled our lives, Um, I asked her I said you know what cancel culture and the PC culture and the me too culture it's gone so far I said she's all that is an iconic nostalgic thing. and I said you and I both know that that would Mm -hmm. never be made today with the premise of the girl the guy trying to make the girl popular and sleep with her him and the whole thing and again yet again with celebrities being controlled and you guys can look at this video it's on my YouTube she sort of like shied away from it and was like You know the pendulum always swings the other way, but like she sort of like got all uncomfortable and essentially walked away from me. And it's
1: like (laughs) she was like, "See you later. I'm not touching that." Right? Exactly. But
0: (laughs) but what about that, Evan? I mean, what about you know movies? You know, a lot of people thinking, "Well, shit, like these wouldn't even be made now." And and you know that's sort of raw comedy and going there. You know,
1: I I feel like there's culture, and then I feel like there's counterculture, and in my opinion the counterculture is always more interesting to me because that counterculture swings the pendulum in becoming the culture. So the counterculture now would be those non-PC movies that are coming out, right? But who usually, like Borat, right? But who usually benefits from that? The white male patriarchy, because it's almost sometimes like there's a veil of, well, they could do anything and bounce from that. Like Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen, he could do that. And he could also do The Trial for Chicago 7, right? So the versatility. The counterculture is still there. Even though it's like on its deathbed, <laughs> the counterculture is still there. I, I want movies like American Pie, She's All That, Bring It On. I want those movies to be relevant and come back and not us do a thousand think pieces on why it's wrong. I don't want a Black version of She's All That, right? <laughs> I want an original version of an original movie that happens to have an amazing and beautiful Black cast of different variations of Black people that's involved in the teenage world. That would be interesting. It can happen. And the only way that it can happen is if the executives and the people in power put the money behind it. That's how Rachel Lee Cook walked away because she's thinking... I don't want to mess up my money. And that's why a lot of people didn't talk about the Oscars inclusionary and didn't speak up more about it because they don't want to mess up their money either. I don't blame them because if you make space for somebody else in your industry, you're going to lose some ground.
0: But when you said, (laughs) I don't want a black, she's all that. You know, they're even doing it now with the woman, they're doing a reboot where the woman is Freddie Prince Jr. and the guy they're doing it reverse. I think, to your point, when people hear that, oh, they're doing it as a Black cast, they're doing it as a woman. and I think people roll their eyes. They're like, here we go again. Yeah. see culture just trying to make up for it. And it's like, come mm-hmm. on.
1: Because the number one export of Hollywood is nostalgia, right? But how can you have nostalgia when you're not creating anything new? That it's will be nostalgic later. Exactly. It's just yeah. old stuff repeating itself. Yeah. And don't get yeah. me wrong, the Fast Times at Ridgemont High reunion thing with 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 Jennifer Aniston, Brad Pitt, Shia LaBeouf. It was hilarious. But I'm like, where's the room for originality? And a lot of times in originality, originality is messy, it's controversial, it's interesting, it's sometimes taboo. And that's okay. I want more celebrities to leverage their power to create something great. And whether it's on screen or in person, I, I like that. And that, that's, that's what entertainment is turning towards. Before, I feel like you could put out a movie, and you could just, you know, just be like, do your press run and chill. But now you have to like, put on your right gear, you got to put on your political hat, you got to put on your I came for this hat. When, when they said The Rock came out for Joe Biden, I'm kind of like, that's cool. But like, that does not affect me in any in any way possible. Like, we're reading way too much into that, I feel.
0: With that said, right, uh-huh. where are we at now with celebrities being relevant, being controlled, right? Because you have the people like the Kirstie Alley's, look at 50 Cent coming out for Trump. <laughs> That's another one, right? That's, and then the Chris like, Pratt <laughs> who doesn't even fucking say a word and he's yeah. canceled, right? Then you have the other side of it, which is, I had, I got a pitch, an email pitch yesterday Mm -hmm. where it's, it's, it's like so comical. It's mind numbing. A celebrity female, I've interviewed her before. Cool chick, huge boobs. You do the math. And (laughs) the publicist pitched me to interview this woman about her foster dog. I shit you not. All about getting a (laughs) foster dog. And I'm thinking to myself. Are you like oxygen deprived with Elon Musk on Mars? <laughs> because do you like who gives a shit about your foster dog when we have all of this going on in the world? Bitch, post a thing about it on your Instagram story and call it a fucking day. You need do an interview about it. Like you're that controlled where you your publicist has to sh- set up a shiny, nice little in the box thing about your dog. So. Can they win? Because you have people who are outspoken or don't even speak, like Chris Pratt getting crucified. But then you Uh have this girl wanting to talk about her dog, and we're all like, "Who fucking cares?" So, what? Where do they stand? Like, is it damned if you do, damned if you don't? They can't win. What is it?
1: I I think it takes into the desperation of the celebrity—not that celebrity in particular—but the celebrity star. The desperation. But if you if if you live your life and you represent things outside of yourself you'll always be in the news cycle, whether you want that attention or not. And that's a good thing if you're a celebrity, because you're amplifying what you represent. But if you truly don't represent things that people care about, you will put out incredible, weird fluff out there, like that storyline. It comes to the desperation of, what can I do for my client in this climate of COVID? And nothing is out, No no new movies are out, What can I do to really put their buzz out there? And something like that is like, wow, like we idolize these people so much. And then when there's nothing to idolize them about, they become literally idle. People are looking for celebrities to represent something bigger than themselves. Because when you're doing everyday stuff and you see stuff that isn't everyday, somebody who has literally lived out their dreams. You want, you want something more from them. And that's hard for celebrities.
0: We're, we're really on this, in this crossroads of, you know, is the celebrity, the idea of the celebrity going to go away? Is it become, is it going to become irrelevant? Is it going to shape shift? What is it going to look like? And from, you know, the way I see it is, you know, and we're in this world, so we, we love it. You know, we clearly yeah. love this world and pop culture, and I don't see celebrities going away. And even though mm-hmm. I riff on them and tease them, I don't want them to go away, but I, I have to agree with you. I feel like their place right now is to just, and I've said this from the start of this podcast, is be about it. Be about mm-hmm. something. Be yeah. about it through and through. And I feel like what we need from celebrities is for them to not... A to stand by what you're saying wholeheartedly. I don't want to hear this. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm such a bad person. Oh, I'm yeah. a grim reaper. Oh, uh, shut up. Just stand by what you what you mean. And I feel like we need honestly the Kanye's, the Dave Portnoys. They are against the group think. <laughs> they don't apologize. They they stand by what they say, and therefore they're really uncancelable, which is what mm-hmm. I love. Don't cave yeah. into you know Twitter and this and that just be about it because that's what's really at the end of the day going to impact people positively and and make a change
1: mm-hmm. and then one, one quick note about Kanye is that, like about that
0: know. so you mentioned Kanye that's episode two no yeah. so you think <laughs> it's about me now and then your viewers are like get this white bitch no leave, save it yeah, for Kanye exactly <laughs>
1: Am like, I really yeah. gonna be like what's going on here? Just one quick note. My no. favorite album of all time is My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Came out 10 years ago, right? So when Kanye was going through one of his yet again artist performances, right? With the whole Trump thing, I'm like, he he's doing this for something more than what it is, right? It's not like I don't know if he truly believes it, but then listening more he does he does believe in Trump's ideals or whatever the case is right but i still give i still give my space the time to love his art that he took out i don't agree with kanye west politically on that point what if 2 years from now we're not even talking about trump what if we're talking about like aoc what if we're talking about ted cruz you know what i mean like that that's what's so interesting too where it's like people get so trendy and get so now and celebrities really get that way where i'm like you could put out a new movie and then people and then people will forget back in the day right but now they're gonna remind you what you did and that's a double-edged sword too because sometimes you need to be reminded of the things of the past not necessarily to repent but to look at and examine okay what was what, what was your thinking process there there's too much judging and then there's people things that where I'm like let it be on its surface let it life, let it just live on its own
0: life is gray mm-hmm. plain and simple Both, two things can be true at the same time yeah. but um before I let you go Kanye for president then no <laughs>
1: <laughs> De- definitely definitely not Kanye <laughs> to produce one of my favorite albums of all time of course but can't you
0: appreciate that he just marches to the beat of his own drummer he just oh yeah yeah
1: yeah he and that and that's the argument i had with somebody i said kanye he has that ridiculous or maybe amazing courage in his artistry in his fashion design in his the way he speaks where I'm like, wow, he's putting himself out there. That's dope. And the person argued back, like, oh, I, I, I don't, I don't like that when it comes to bravado or stuff like that. But I'm like, that, that's essentially what what hip hop is. Like, that's what celebrity dumb is. It's doing shit that other people won't necessarily do. Or like, or like or, or like,
0: or like, and or stick like. with it. I think that that's a perfect way to end this. Celebrities need to take a page. Whether you agree with him or not, you need to take a page out of Kanye's book. Be as Looney Tunes as you want, but at least stick to it.
1: Yeah, and then quick shout outs. Um, one, not necessarily shout outs, but I want people to know about is that the the unrest in uh, Nigeria and the violence there definitely needs to end, and it's and it's crazy and, and it's breaking my heart. And people need to be more aware of that. Finally. Follow Taylor. She's going to She's gonna be a star.
0: <laughs> we Aww. have these
1: conversations off the record all the time. But when it comes to pop culture and entertainment analysis, like, we're, we're the best out. She's the best out.
0: Aw, listen, I appreciate you. First of all, that means so much coming from you. And as you guys can see why I adored this man and respect the hell out of him <laughs> is because he, I just... I love someone who thinks for themselves and thinks in the gray and isn't with the group think and, you know, is intelligent and, um, can see all sides. So I adore you and, um, (laughs) justice for Chris Pratt.